What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 188th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is, as always, SBJ. And with me today, I have our delightful and ever-friendly top Washington, D.C. player, Will, with us. I'm not the top player in Washington, D.C. You're not? You used to be. I used to be, and then <laughs> other people from Washington, D.C. started playing. Legendary player, Will Anderson. Yeah, that's more like it. Uh, that's all right. I got out of the game when I dropped out of the top ten of Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> was I was better than that. And then uh, with us today, long time coming. We were supposed to have uh, our next guest on s- such a long time ago, but uh, finally joining us is Jeff. Jeff Thede, amazing artist extraordinaire. What's up, everybody? For our listeners, Jeff did uh, the amazing Rotom stickers that our Patreon backers got. Some of our Patreon backers Some, got. Some of them are on restriction. <laughs> we actually, I think we talked about that over the weekend, didn't we, Will? Yes, we did. Because some people lost privileges. Who lost privileges? Is Joe. Something? Joe lost privileges? Yes. What do, you, what do you mean lost privileges? That's what I would say when he made just said something that made me mad. I said, well, now you're going to lose privileges. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Ooh, I thought I forgot to send somebody their stuff. I mean, I am a little behind on sending the stuff, but I do take full responsibility. Uh, yeah, I let, I let Joe know that you only go to the post office once every two months. So. <laughs> That's pretty That's accurate. pretty much the regularity that we can expect from you. Yeah. And then I also did the um, – I've done the T-shirts, right? And the purple a couple T-shirts. Of- Purple yep. t-shirts. I'm wearing mine right now, actually, because I thought it would be um, appropriate to wear when recording this. That's that's accurate. Unfortunately, we're talking too much Pokemon right off the bat. <laughs> so we well, today, to... was, today was Columbus Day. Did anybody do anything exciting? Or is that not? I worked. I worked. Six too. hours. I did not work. But I didn't do anything exciting because, boy, I've been on vacation for a week and a half, and I am beat. I mean, so tired. You got you got back from Florida a bit ago, did you not? On Wednesday, yeah. And how was your trip? So boring. Trust what? me, if you want an exciting vacation, do not go to Key West. All they I, have is food and booze, and I wasn't really interested in either of those. I totally agree. I've been there. I think I was like in the sixth grade and like you said it was food and booze and you can't do the booze part in the fifth grade i I didn't even want to do the booze part in 42 (laughs) you could could try but it was kind of boring (laughs) all right that's cool uh i i did did get to visit robert the doll let's let's not pass that over was that cool (laughs) did did you feel for our listeners robert the doll is uh, creepy. This creepy haunted doll that the lore podcast recently talked about. Did you feel like it was creepy and haunted when you saw it, Will? No, I thought it was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was creepy and haunted were the two people who entered the room after me while I was hanging out with Robert. Wait, wait the they only let that... one pe- one person in the room Robert. with Robert at a time? No, no, because me and my mom were in there, and then these two guys showed up, and what was creepy was the way that they were talking to Robert which I can't repeat on a family-friendly podcast. Right. Mm. Okay. Weird. Yeah, exactly. Huh. It was weird, and I left the room because I felt a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but then I came back, and I took plenty of pictures of Robert. So if anybody wants one, I can send them a picture of Robert. That's sweet. That's sweet. 
Uh, Jeff, any Jeff? Let, let's hear a little bit about you. Let's start off with some basics. I know we're swinging back, but we're all over the place right now. That's all right. For for our listeners who might be new or new, uh, <laughs> you, uh, we're, we usually get off topic and then we go into some Pokemon news. We have a bit for you today. We're going to talk about some regionals because both Jeff and Will went to regionals. That happened. And then we're going to end the show with our Pokemon of the week. But before we get to that, Jeff, what's your favorite Pokemon? My favorite Pokemon uh, is... Probably without a doubt, Avalug. Is that a real yeah. Pokemon, or did you just make that up? <laughs> no, I did not make that up. It's the uh, aircraft carrier Pokemon. Yeah, he's real cool. No, he's the coffee table Pokemon. He's not a, okay, I knew this was going to come up. He is not a coffee table. He's an aircraft carrier. <laughs> not a coffee table. I mean, he is a giant piece of ice. He is a giant piece of ice with a flat top. But it's that for, you put it, your coffee cup on. Is, is no, that, you, you, you put your bird mites on top. And your art books. Is that, is that Gen <laughs> 6 or is that Gen 5? Gen 6. Gen 6, it's, okay. It's an XY Pokemon. What was your... What, so a Gen 6 Pokemon taking the top spot. What was your... What, what are some runners up here to Avalug? Well, I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed X and Y. And Avalug was one of the many, I felt, really awesome Pokemon from Gen 6. I think probably the longest top favorite Pokemon would probably like Typhlosion. All right. All That's right. cool. Big fan of Cyndaquil because uh, I felt Gen 2 was the best generation and Soul Silver were the best games. Yeah, we need to have Jeff on more often. He's ringing, <laughs> ringing the right so, bells here. Yeah, no, um, I like a lot of different ones. Like, I'm a big fan of Scolipede, who I actually brought on my regional team this weekend. And um, MVP, MVP, definitely MVP. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely, I really enjoy Avalug. I just remember battling Wolfric in X and Y at the end of the journey, and I thought that thing's really cool. I want one on my team, so I head to the mountains and I caught myself a Bergmite, and now I have one on my keychain that I got from PokemonCenter.com because. You guys talk about PokemonCenter.com. Yeah, if uh, they want to sponsor us, we are. We're open for sponsorship from PokemonCenter.com. That is true. Awesome. Cool, cool. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on to some news? Um, what What did you do this weekend, Steve? Yeah, well, Steve, what did you do? Oh, man. I uh, went to a pretty terrible wedding. <gasps> Uh-oh. It was... Why people- was it terrible? It was mostly terrible because uh, it was two hours away. Oh, that sucks. Which is already a bit of a bummer. I accidentally typed in East Street instead of West Street. So when I got there, I was like, hey, there's no church here, clearly. And uh, when I went to type in the new address, well, pretty much just change East to West, uh, I had no internet signal at that time because it was in the middle of nowhere. So we missed the, we missed the ceremony, whatever. I didn't not, know. not important or anything. Right. I didn't know these people that are Irene's work friends. Uh, so we went to the reception and, you know, of starving, anticipation of dinner. And dinner was just not good. It was some really, really bad food. And so if the food was okay, I would have walked away going, eh, that wedding was okay. But now I, I, went, I walked away going, man, that food really sucked. What would you eat? Uh, they had chicken, pork, beef, and salmon, and I had every like I had got a little of everything 
but the salmon. I, I can't see you eating a salmon. No, no, no. I do not eat anything that comes from the I, sea. I love salmon. No, no, Steve and I agree on this. God put fish underwater because people aren't supposed to see and or eat them. <laughs> They're hidden under the water for a reason. Yeah, nothing that comes from the sea for me. Uh, no, but salmon is like, I don't know. I, it's the best. Do you ever walk down like a food line and go, man, oh, no. none of this looks good? Yes. And then you get to your table and you verify with your mouth that, man, none of this is good. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. My eyes tried to tell me it wasn't good, but I didn't believe them, so I had to put it in my mouth, and my mouth verified yep. no good. <laughs> no good. Uh, my nose was sending up warning signals, but only the mouth could verify. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, the other exciting thing I did this weekend is uh, I was able to take Irene from start to finish through the King's Fall Raid, King's Fall Raid in Destiny. Sure, you do it for her, but you won't do it for me. I see how it is. Hey, man, I will I will carry anyone through that raid. <sighs> so many words and so little action. If somebody wasn't visiting Robert the Doll, they could have joined us. <laughs> will asked me this weekend when I'm going to get a PS4, and I told him, like, the secret is I actually have a PS4, <laughs> but I don't play Destiny. Oh, man. You should. You should get on that bandwagon. That's why we're not better friends. Yeah. <sighs> Well, it belongs to my roommate, but I, I'd i rather play Splatoon. Yeah. I lost a lot of respect for Splatoon. It's a good game. I mean, it'd be a better game if they fixed their little ability issue. Oh, man. It's very frustrating. The <laughs> ability reroll. Like, you get a bunch of shells, and then you end up spending, I forget if it's like 30k for new abilities, and you still keep rolling garbage. Yeah. Hey, that sounds like destiny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's jump into some Pokemon news here. Not a lot of news. Uh, still pretty slow leading up to, I think we're getting just Super Mystery Dungeon this year. Yeah, at the end of the year. Yeah, so nothing too exciting uh, as of today. We're recording this a day late just because we wanted to get, I wanted to get you both on for regionals talk. Uh, I didn't happen to go, but. We can talk about some shuffle news since that usually comes out Monday. We're recording this on Monday. Uh, there are two special events that are happening right now. Um, the first event is Dusk Noir Descends. People must defeat Dusk Noir in 20 moves to win. Uh, if captured and used in a puzzle, Dusk Noir may occasionally use the skill Last Ditch Effort. And then there is a new Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon Safari. Uh, which, if you've done that in Shuffle, it's a randomized event. The ones inside this Safari, which is a brand new one, is Crobat, Dusclops, Duskull, Golbat, Gorgeist, Pumpkaboo, and the ever-legendary Zubat. <laughs> the Zubats. So is this the first time that they've told you what's in the Safari? No, I think this is just the news article I pulled. I don't think they... No, 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 no. When when you the little news that pops up in Pokemon Shuffle explicitly said what's in the Safari. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because I actually read those. Oh, I mean, I... <laughs> Will, do you actually still play Shuffle? Yeah. Every day, every day. <laughs> I tried. Oh I yes, tried. sir. I just can't keep up with it. It is the 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 problem I still have with Shuffle is how long it takes to get a Pokemon to max level. Oh, I don't think I have anything at max level. I'm not that kind of a player. I just, I, just get... I, I do my five moves a day and I'm done. 
that's all I do. <laughs> I just get frustrated by the um I mean I it's clever the um there's competition for mega stones. Mm-hmm. And I remember you guys were talking about the Lucario Knight stone back for the 3DS. And man, like missing out on that was like detrimental to my progress through the game. You know what's I, not clever what? is the people who cheat at the mega stone competitions. <laughs> How do they cheat in that game? They have uh, cracked the software so that they use Pokemon that are have not even been released in Pokemon Shuffle yet, like Ditto. Is Ditto not released? I was unsure about that because I stopped Ditto playing is... the, the main story. Yeah, no, Ditto has not been released yet. Because if you look at um, the leaderboards, it's like Ditto, Red Genesect. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing. Every time, like on the last day of the competition, they wipe out all of those players. And they've they've done that two times now. So it's like, why do you even keep trying when you know that you're not going to be able to win? Good that they wiped them out, but yeah, I was I was just like, oh, did like Ditto come or like is he in like a later like main storyline mission that I didn't get to yet? Because right now I think I'm on like um Well what like, do you guys think Ditto does? Like why would it be so good? Well they put I'm him not- in the mega spot, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh well, so Ditto um, in Troze, if you put it next to any Pokemon, it automatically was just a match. So, like, you didn't have to have three to make a match. Oh, so it was like kind of like a wild tile. Well, but you know, my assumption—I don't know because obviously it hasn't been released yet. But it, yes, so it is a wild tile. But I also think probably for ones like uh, Giratina, where it has the power of four, you can make a match with a Ditto and then get the power of four. Boost. Yeah, and I think, well, I know, I think Arceus was one of them, and I know Arceus doubles all the damage that normal-type Pokemon do, and Ditto falls into that. But uh, I know, like, Xerneas, uh, he, like, when you match, he can turn two other Pokemon into another Xerneas. So I'm assuming Ditto has something like that as well. But I'm unsure. I still play every day, but uh, I messed up on the Latias event, and I forgot to finish it, uh-huh. and I was... I was at like 46 out of 50 and you have to get to 50 to get the Megastone and I completely forgot. But doesn't that like frustrate you? Like that's like one of my frustrations with the game. Like if I like miss out on a character, I get so... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's super frustrating. It's, it's super discouraging not to like play after that. Cause that's like... it. It's just, it's just very discouraging and that's how I feel. And then uh, when it came out for iOS, I redownloaded it and tried replaying through, but then I sink into the hole of putting money into it and I told myself, nope. It had become an addiction. I need to <laughs> put it away. Just put it away. <laughs> yeah. Go back to some real Pokemon playing. <laughs> Just didn't want to put money into it. But yeah, I wonder. I'm I'm fairly confident they're going to release a retail version of that game once once it runs out of steam. But I don't know. It seems like a lot yeah. of people are still playing it compared just based off the competitions. Like they did with Pokemon Rumble World. They yeah. they released a retail version of that. Unless that's yeah. a news item. Oops. Spoilers. No, um, <laughs> well, yes. was, I don't think they have an American release date, so that's why I'm not talking about it. They uh, have. I just checked on Bulbapedia. There is no, um, no ditto released yet for Pokemon Shuffle. Okay, cool. So it is verified that those are cheaters. Shiny Evatil, Shiny Xerneas, and Zygarde or Zygarde, is uh, going to be released in Japan. It's 
Starting on October 29th, Shiny Xerneas will be distributed, knowing the moves Geomancy, Moonblast, App, Aromatherapy, and Focus Blast. November 5th, you will get your Shiny Evatel, knowing Oblivion Wings, Sucker Punch, Dark Pulse, and Foul Play. And then starting November 12th, a non-Shiny Zygarde will be distributed with moves Lands Wrath, Extreme Speed, Glare, and Outrage. Uh, each of these Pokemon will be level 100. They will be in a tr- cherish, cherish Ball, and the original trainer name will be X, Y, and Z. They, all three will have no held item. Uh, you can have either X or Y or Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire to get them. Again, this is a Japanese event starting October 29th. So they will release the bacon. <laughs> so that means they'll probably come here too. Probably to GameStop. <laughs> Hoopa events announced for Europe and North America. (laughs) Serial codes are available in GameStop and game stores. I think game is for Europe. England, yeah. Uh, Hoopa events have been announced for parts of Europe and North America. The UK, Germany, and Netherlands have dates for distribution confirmed, while North America, France, Spain have been confirmed to receive distribution at a later date from October 23rd to November 4th. Fifth, zero codes distributed a game across UK, uh, while from October 16th to November 7th, zero codes will be distributed at GameStop stores in Germany. From October 10th to the 11th, visitors in the First Look Festival in the Netherlands will also be able to really receive Hoopa. I actually think we have a couple listeners in the Netherlands. Uh, yeah, like I think so. You guys only have two days to get Hoopa. Yeah, but like the Netherlands are about like five feet across and ten feet tall. So it's like you knock on your next door neighbor's door and they're like, yeah, here's the serial code. <laughs> they just mail them to everyone in the Netherlands. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hoopa will come with the same move set uh, that the Japanese and Singapore events had. Those moves are Hyperspace Hole, Nasty Plot, Psychic, and Astonish. Hoopa will be holding a Focus Sash. Hoopa will be available in both. X and Y and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, but you can only get the unbound form in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. There you go. Some Hoopa Hoopa. So what's the advantage to not releasing it like all at once? Like why can't we get it at the same time that everyone in the UK and gets it? I don't know. Are they, are they just trying to make sure you feel special? Yeah, or maybe like GameStop was like, "Well, we got we got too much going on with Call of Duty for this month." Call so, of Duty Fallout is coming out. You're gonna need to hold on to your Pokemon stuff because we don't Happy want little Home kids designer. running around these stores. Yeah, <laughs> or they're probably just waiting for a closer date to Mystery Dungeon so they can make you pre-order. Yeah, that's probably true. They Even gotta, though that's wrong, but they got to work yeah. out uh, their way to slide in that pre-order. Yeah. Let's see here. We got two more news articles. Pokemon the series X and Y Kalos Quest Volume Four is now available in iTunes. The fourth volume of the the fourth volume of the 18th season of Pokemon anime. I just like that, that wording. <laughs> uh, called Pokemon the series X Y Kalos Quest Four is now available in iTunes in the UK, US, Canada, and Australia. Um, let's see. The whole season here is 21.99. Jeez. Have you actually watched X and Y yet, Steve? Or Uh I think only one or two. You saw the Esper episode. 
with yeah. the flower. Yeah. But, but like, have you watched a gym battle yet? Or at least like a major? I don't think battle? so. Because like, I, I've seen, I try to watch mostly the gym battles. And in my opinion, like, they got somebody new on the show, right? Like to actually produce the show because X and Y is like superior over everything else they've ever done for the show. I mean, like, have you ever watched Attack on Titans, Steve? I started to watch it, and then I was like, I don't feel like reading. I'm going to turn this off. What? <laughs> what? Uh, you know what reading? What? Yeah, cause subtitles. They, yeah, they were subtitled. Okay, well, I don't know. It's just that there's just an X and Y, like, the animation done for the battles is just so much more, like, mm, I'm lost for Like, words. movie quality? It is more movie quality, and yeah, because like, I know the camera, movies were always a bit, a bit of a step up. But it's even above like the Pokemon movies, like the camera angles as they like rotate around the Pokemon, and like the special effects are just. I really enjoyed. I forget the gym leader's name. I think it was Grant, the second gym leader in Kalos. Yeah, yeah, the, the rock guy. Like that battle, it's like it's like it's actually really good, and it's really quite enjoyable to watch. And then I've also watched and dubbed the um. Valerie, the fairy gym leader. Um, <laughs> that was interesting because they tried to use Trick Room and Ash just totally defied all game logic in that. But uh, <laughs> no, it's just a, there's a little bit more higher quality animation with like depths of field and shifting camera angles that it actually makes it a little bit more enjoyable to watch as an older audience. I mean, it's not quite like Pokemon Organs or that really awesome black and white trailer they shot but mm-hmm. i i really highly recommend if anyone hasn't watched x and y to at least check out a couple of the gym battles because they're enjoyable yeah and cool it, and that's, actually has a decent team too <laughs> that's a compelling yeah. argument i know i watched uh a lot of black and white because it was on netflix and irene and i were just watching it together with you know you just like you're surfing the internet with it in the background and it was for the most part, like, yeah, it's, it was okay. Like, nothing too special. But uh, I definitely enjoy usually gym battles or, like, I think the strong point in the anime series was when Ash was at the Elite Four in, like, the the earlier season. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've read online some people, like, wonder if they actually will have Ash win the... um the elite four tournament thing they do at the end because his team consists of like a good a gudra greninja i know he doesn't actually have the gudra anymore but like his teams pretty much looks like the 2014 metagame that people think he could actually win it <laughs> huh. so very cool it's a good show very cool uh, final bit of news here is a shiny Pikachu is to be distributed in South Korea. Uh, all these countries getting different <laughs> different di- distributions. As the part of the Let You Go event, a differently colored Pikachu will be distributed in South Korea from October 9th to October 11th. Oh, it looks like we're well past that. It already happened. It knows the moves Teeter Dance, Play Nice, Tail Whip, and Nuzzle. The ability was static. The distribution is only for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Did Pikachu actually learn Teeter Dance? I don't think it can actually learn it. No, I think that is uh, I think it's special to this distribution. Because Teeter Dance is a 
pretty sweet move. Yeah, Tito Dance is legit. Well, with all the things that, you know, all the special distributions of Pikachu, there's like nothing it can't learn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fly and surf. And... Fly, surf. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, with that, uh, let's take a break. And then when we come back from break, we're going to get uh, Jeff's and Will's thoughts on regionals. Did you guys all go to the same one or no? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I was, I was in the presence of the legendary William Anderson from DC. Number one TCG player in DC. Former number one TCG player <laughs> cool. in DC. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about that. And uh, uh, we'll also do our Pokemon of the Week. So we will be right back. back from our break to talk to you about regionals now i am uh i'm location dumb so what regionals <laughs> did you guys go to we went to lancaster lancaster or, pennsylvania amish county all right yep. so uh, how far of a drive was that for you will uh well the, technically two hours <laughs> he went a bit out of his way to pick up somebody or get yeah oh, okay our buddy joe Awesome. And Jeff, how long did it take you to get there? Well, we didn't. Um, I actually went on like a mini road trip this past weekend, but um, I did have to drive all the way back from regionals home. So it took me about five and a half hours. Ooh, that's, that's not the worst, but I like driving. Like I said, I took I made a whole weekend into a road trip. I actually uh, went to Pittsburgh Friday night to see Stuff You Should Know live um, on their Midwest tour. And then I also. Just Spent the day on Saturday at Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Water. It's like a one of the things you should see before you die. Yeah, that place looks real cool. It is pretty cool. And then from there, I drove through the mountains to Lancaster and met Will. Well, awesome. I didn't meet Will for the first time. I, I met Will before. <laughs> no, the first time we met was at the bus station. The bus station. Right. Milwaukee. Well, at, in Milwaukee. Right, right. That is true. Will was, well, why were you here? Well, just because, right? It was Labor Day weekend. I came for your birthday like a month after your birthday. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for your birthday a month after. <laughs> yeah. You graced me with your presence. But yeah. yeah, it was Labor Day weekend. That's why I remember that. Cool. Um, awesome. So you guys both participated in the video game. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, man, I was looking at people playing the TZG and it just was like, yeah, you got oh, that. oh, I wanted to be in it. You got that itch to shuffle cards. Oh, to open packs and, and hold the cards in my hands. And oh, man. There's something about just, that, man, that you can't take away. The call of the cards, man. The call of the cards. And the left. And Will is, okay, Will is absolutely right. I know he made a comment on the show a while back about VGC versus TCG players. 
and we talked about it this weekend. The body odor oh. of UGC players is wow. Horrendous. It was something about like <laughs> this location where they had the tournament where it was like there wasn't a lot of ventilation. And literally, <laughs> like when you walked into the room where the competition was going on, it was this like wave of heat and odor that would just slam you in the face. <laughs> and he's and not even making that up. I, so right? True. I am not. And it was like, it's not only body odor that was a component of it but it's also like unwashed clothes well this this was the video game people just the video game people because i remember trying to walk up to the pairing sheet and i like i tried to squeeze between two people and it was just like oh my god have you heard of a tub (laughs) before like uh it, it was bad it's really, really bad. Mm. Yeah, and what we would do, since Joe and I are like regular sized humans, and Jeff is like a little guy, uh, he would. I'm not a little person. When, a little no, person. not a little person, but you're a little guy. As in, I like short. I'm a, I, yeah, no, I, I know, I know what you meant. <laughs> um, so when the pairings would come up, Jeff would like squeeze in there and get all the way up to the front, and then he'd just text us what table numbers we had for us to sit at. You would think after all these years of tournaments they'd come up with a better system instead of putting two pieces of paper on a wall uh, and having a bunch after of... all these years of having tournaments and having already existing an online pokegym.com system for posting pairings that they would put the pairings on say the north side of the room and the south side of the room rather than putting both lists of pairings that they had decided to print out because you know paper is so expensive you couldn't do four <laughs> sets of pairings <laughs> on one side of the room right oh man well they also have it where they can update it online these days and for whatever reason i remember talking to the judge and said hey why aren't we able to look up our parents on the internet oh no no it was it was the organizer's husband right i remember yeah 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 he's like my wife doesn't like computers so (laughs) no that's exactly what he said he said my wife doesn't like computers what a joke but wait wait i'm not going to take anything away from the organizers god bless the tournament organizers for actually putting in the effort to hold these events because without them there would be no regionals well and not only that it was actually for nine uh we played to kind of skip ahead we played nine rounds and i felt they were very on top of keeping the rounds moving including after um between match eight and nine there they uh technical difficulty with the computers again <laughs> the old the computers are breaking guys that they, they still kept things pretty manageable and oh yeah sailing. and it was like, just that the pairing system was a bit goofy well finding out your your table that, number yeah but point. compared to the the northeast regionals that i did in um dag i want to say 2013 uh when i was up at uh the stadium up in, in massachusetts where literally it was about 45 minutes between pairings going up for VGC, which that should never be because the rounds for VGC are no longer than 15 minutes. So it shouldn't take longer than 15 minutes to redo all the pairings and everything. So these guys up in Lancaster, they, yeah, they were really key on on getting that stuff going. So you had nine rounds. How long, how long was the, from start to finish? Um, well, I, so, (laughs) Side note, I did not get a hotel. I chose to find room with Airbnb, and that was quite an experience. Will did not approve. Um, 
or the snacks I brought from Airbnb. Did not approve of the Airbnb or? Oh, no, I don't approve of using Airbnb at all. <laughs> I want that whatever, <laughs> quote company, unquote, to go out of business. It was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I got up early, um, had my coffee, and I showed up around like 8.30. Wait, um, the Airbnb experience sounds more exciting. What happened there? <laughs> okay, so... Like I said, when I knew I was going to meet Will and Joe, I made like a little road trip out of the weekend. And um, typically uh, with my group of friends, we have someone who works in the hotel industry and gets us free rooms. So I could have gotten a free room somewhere, but because I was going to have an adventure, I wanted to check out some really neat Airbnb locations. I was actually going to rent a tiny home in Lancaster, but it was not available for the night. So they had to cancel on me. But I um, stayed with this cool person named Nick. He is a pastor. He went to that big um, million walk in D.C. on Saturday. Million Man March? Yeah. He attended that, like, literally the day I showed up. And we had a long night of deep philosophical chats. And um, he and his wife showed me around downtown, uh, like, on a map. So I got to go downtown by myself and find dinner. And um, their room was kept just like a hotel room. I mean, they had snacks for me, which I brought to the event. They had a pet. And just to kind of give some quick deal how Airbnb works, like you look up a location, they have rooms. They have rooms, shared space, which is like a couch, or full homes available. And you can basically pay a flat price to stay for however long you need so you're saying and you had a good experience i had a phenomenal experience oh, i yeah, highly my, recommend my it if you're comfortable Airbnb. with like strangers because i can understand some people are like there's no way in each bulbous story um, that <laughs> i would stay with some random nobody um i i understand the fear but like i'm a pretty trusting person it's probably my weakness and like like I said, I really enjoyed um, the couple, their pets. Had a good time. Highly recommend it. Now, my problem with Airbnb, I, I think I, I listed it out as three things for Jeff. Number one, I don't trust people to clean those sheets before I get into that bed. <laughs> it smelled I don't know, so I don't damn know, brand whatever. new. Whatever. I, I was a smoker for 22 years. My nose doesn't work. I don't know what things smell like. Number two, SJ has drop cams in his house so drop cams are everywhere you don't they are spying on you and what you're doing in that <laughs> airbnb cam. room mm -mm. okay but I, I was not doing anything in my bed what, whatever in my bed, number three my condo <laughs> association has a policy that you cannot use your condo for Airbnb. And it's like, you don't know if the place that you're going, that their condo association might have that same policy. And when they see you, you know, getting into that room, then it's like, knock, knock, knock. This is actually illegal. You got to go. And then, you know, you lost your money and they're kicking you out. Well, well, if they kicked me out on Saturday night, I'd probably just say, like, call you up and say, yo, well, I got kicked out. Can I have to drive an extra hour down to your place? And then I'll be taken care of. Well... I, I mean, I, I, I'm really good at like thinking on my feet and coming up with something. So, so, I, th like, so I think the whole uh, staying with a person in their house kind of weird. Not gonna lie, super but creepy. Super. It, it, it is weird. I, I 
like i agree it is weird but, but i think the whole like you know you said earlier tiny home it, where that's kind of that's not really like somebody's house right well okay for example the tiny home was extremely contemporary my mom and i went well actually the whole family went through a phase of watching tiny home renovations on like some random digital cable channel and so i was really interested in checking one out and this guy's tiny home was like parked in their backyard and you had the full home property thing to yourself um with wi-fi kitchen a queen-size bed all in a tiny little box anyways to get back to your original question <laughs> The rounds went from 10 o'clock in the morning to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon before Six Top Cut. hours. Six hours. That's just Swiss. That's not even Top Cut. Right. Okay. What was what was your win-loss ratio, Will? Uh, three wins, six losses. That's not bad. Mm, I should have done better. I got and six and three. Uh, six. Were you going to ask me? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Uh, so what did you need for Top Cut? Like uh, eight and one, I'm assuming? Eight and two, at least, I think, which kind of everyone. Yeah, seven and two, because there were only oh, nine I'm rounds. I'm sorry, seven and two. <laughs> <laughs> Eight and two, you got to play an extra game. Squeeze it in there in order to make top cut. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's start with your team. What were you running? Uh, I had a Tracheon, uh, Suicune, uh, Bisharp, uh, Gengar. Uh, my Mega was Venusaur and Heatran. Um, and my team was made by Sam Blasey, who is uh, one of our loyal listeners who always helps me out with competitive stuff. And uh, at the last minute when I realized I couldn't make the team that he recommended for me, he just gave it to me. And it was all trained and ready and everything like that. Oh, so, very cool. Thanks to Sam for that. Thank and you, if Sam. anybody if anybody wants competitive tips from him, you can ask him on Twitter. His Twitter is Sam I am Blasey, <laughs> but he like, never reached out. <laughs> so awesome. you can try. Will just passing out information. Classic Will. All right, Jeff, what were you <laughs> running? Um, so my team was Megalopony, um, Latios, Rotom Heat, Sylveon, Mamoswine, and Scolipede. And uh, spoilers earlier was I heard that Scolipede was your MVP. Uh, he was a truck, and he ran some people over. That's how he does it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, Scorpion is one of my favorite Pokemon and, um, yeah, well, okay. So Scolipede, I guess I'll just jump into it. Everyone knows Scolipede from a single battling perspective in which he will protect first turn to get a speed boost from his hidden ability speed boost. Um, and then use baton pass dispatch to the, sorry, to pass the speed onto another Pokemon. Right. And in fact, we were, uh, my last match, the guy's like, oh, you're going to baton pass into Mamoswine, make it like a scarf Mamoswine or something. And then uh, we caught up with a buddy of mine at Panera and all the kids sitting around him were like, oh, baton pass, baton pass. And I'm just sitting there like thinking to myself like, okay, listen, we're not playing singles, people. We're doing doubles and it's just a totally different game and you got to come up with different strategies and so um i guess to review maybe a little more in detail about what my team was my scolipede was running um with the ability speed boost i had the item choice band and the reason i ran choice band was because a megahorn 
from an adamant choice banded scolipede was essentially a one hit knockout on every single Cresselia that I went up against. And um, that's why he was an MVP. Got it. Yeah. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming there was a lot of Cresselia still out on the field. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I faced, I think, at least two. Uh, yeah, I did as well. Uh, can I just, in, in reference to something that Jeff just said, can I give an etiquette uh, advice to our listeners who are also competitive players out there? It is inappropriate in the middle of competition, like in the middle of your battle, like say you're up against my Terrakion and I hit you with something and you say, that's a nice scarfed Terrakion because first off, you don't know that. And yes. second off, just keep your mouth shut until the battle. Yes. Then we can <laughs> no, talk about Will's it. No, absolutely right. <laughs> I totally support Will. Um, and it's funny you mentioned battling etiquette because um, there was quite a lot of issues with battling etiquette this weekend. Like, Will, remember that text you sent me if you want to share the story? Oh, yeah. So uh, in the, it was the third round and I sat down and everybody you know around me was seated except for the seat diagonal across from me. So the next table over, but on the other side of the table. And that guy, he was an older guy, like by older, I mean late 20s, possibly early 30s. I'm came old? In, yes. Came <laughs> oh, in, yeah. Sat down next to the kid, I mean literally a teenager who was sitting next to me. And he says to the kid, do you have any legendaries? And the kid said, yeah, I have two. And the guy says, well, you just won. I'm leaving Bulbasaur this game. And he got up and he st- st- stormed out. <laughs> what? He was so angry because, because he was like, I guess he didn't realize in competitive Pokemon, people use legendaries. I uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he thought like Smogon was real and nobody did Ubers or something. I, you know, but he was like literally like in, in two seconds, he was so angry. Like, I mean, I have never seen somebody that angry without oh, man. Even playing if, the game. If there's one thing you take away from competitive tournaments is how people's emotions flip on a dime. Well, and then, so what happened to me was, uh, there's a lot of interactions that occurred between match eight and nine because, like I said, computers messed something up and we had a long, a lot of downtime. Uh, I had an incident uh, right after round eight where I locked my keys in my car, um, so that was exciting. And so I ran back into the room late, and when I found out what table I was at, I had to go all the way around the room, and I showed up at my seat. Uh, I was sitting at table nine, which if you know how... What is it? Pairing goes the lower the number, the Better higher range. Yeah. yeah. So I was like kind of freaking out, like, oh my gosh, I'm at table nine again. Cause I was actually at 10 earlier in the day. So anyway, uh, I get to the table and there's a judge there. And she looks at me and she goes, We've been waiting for you. And I kind of look at her with this face of like, uh, okay, I'm here now. And she goes, During your last match, did you notice any was there unsportsmanlike conduct from any of the players around you? And I go, I had to like pause and think. And I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, I can't really provide any information because I actually have a hearing loss and I was very focused in my match. And she goes, yeah, we all have hearing losses. And I looked at her and I was like, I actually wear hearing aids. <laughs> she <laughs> kind of gave me this light page of like, oh, I'm sorry. And I just kind of glared at her and I'm like, 
I won't say my next comment. It's not nice. But anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, she kind of looked at me and she tried to inquire more like what was going on. And I said, ma'am, I was just, you know, kind of shocked. My opponent brought Mega Pidgeot and was sitting as high as she was. And we finished early. So I got up and left. And she goes, okay, well, we appreciate your input and um, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I mean, I also heard stories about they did some, they actually were running hacks tests like mid game and they kicked a couple people out of the tournament. Um, somebody had an illegal jellicent. I'm not sure why, but mm. uh, there was a lot of interesting things going on at this event. Yeah, I, I, I still. I mean, maybe it's just my age, but I still get shocked at people who like get visibly upset because they're losing. And I'm like, you know, whatever. You're here to have fun and play a game. It's it's <laughs> no, that, absolutely. Oh, and like you don't need to slam your hand down on the table when there's literally. Think of it this way: you're sharing a table with at least 60 other people. So when you slam your hand on the table, you're disturbing 59 other people and playing the, they're playing the game just because you misplayed. Hey, you know what? I misplayed. I tried to use Leech Seed on the Ludicolo. The second I clicked the button to confirm it, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't work. <laughs> that was a huge mistake. I did not shout, slam my hand, scream out, or in any way, I kept it to myself. And when the game was over, I said to my opponent, you know, I had a really bad, I said, good game. I had a really bad misplay in there. And th that was it. And so I left it at that. No, Ugh. one brings up a great point. Like, go to have fun. Like, that should be rule number one. Like, I mean, if you're there to win, you're there to win, which is probably rule number two. Um, but I mean, I just get shocked by how much like Will said, emotions people put into this. Like, it is just a game. Oops. I mean, it's just a game. Yeah, you but, know what? You know what the point of Sunday was for me to go and hang out with Joe and Jeff. And that was I, that was the point of the weekend, right? And and see some other folks who I play Pokemon with, you know, and talk to online right, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, and like I went to see Joe and Will. Like that's what got me to leave my little bedroom and travel all the way across the state and. I don't regret it. I didn't think I would do so well, which um, I finished 41st out of 236 players. Pretty good. I've personally like blown away. I actually beat one of my uh, idols that I look up to in VGC. Uh, his name's Ashton Cox. And I got to uh, chat it up with him at Panera and he told me he finished below me. So that was kind of like <laughs> exciting. I was jumping up and down inside like a little girl. Um but no, I remember playing a couple matches where like I sat down with uh, this one guy who was wearing a, an Attack on Titans hoodie and I said, oh, uh, awesome hoodie. Did you see the movie yet? You know, because waiting for the match to start, mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. conversation. And this guy's mouth just starts going off and like he's all excited telling me all about the movie, blah, 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 like awesome mood. And, you know, then you make the announcement, you can start your match. And uh, so we get into game mode and he's like, some players just love to talk and I personally like I don't know just with my backgrounds in sports and stuff like I just I actually take the game playing part seriously and like like I like to be quiet and so you know he's chatting up a storm and this was the match where um so my megalopony in my Pokemon playing opinion 
I actually don't think of fighting types as a offensive, like behemoth type. I actually look at fighting types more as a support Pokemon type, which I know is kind of unusual, but Megalopony had to move uh, after you, which was inspired by, um, there was a player on Nugget Bridge that used after you in Trick Room. And what after you does is as soon as the Pokemon uses after you, the Pokemon it used it on automatically goes next. And um, <laughs> so Lopunny used after you on Sylveon, which is extremely slow Pokemon. And after one calm mind, uh, so that's plus one life orbed hyper voice from pixelated Sylveon just pretty much tore apart Kangaskhan and Swampert, uh, Mega Kangaskhan. And that big smile turned upside down, and it's just kind of really sad that they just don't even, like, look at me, and they just walk away from the table when the game's over. <laughs> That's pretty normal. Yeah, and my, my it, policy if somebody's talking to me during a match is I just look at my screen, and I don't respond. I totally agree, because that was the next match. I moved down the table to another kid who was, like, <laughs> like big, jolly guy. Like, you know, like just kind of imagine that kind of archetype and he's all talking and he's laughing and <laughs> he um he brought mega kangaskhan i brought my mega lopunny but i didn't mega evolve for three turns because lopunny's regular ability is limber which prevents paralysis and his thunderous goes to um thunder wave lopunny and nothing happens <laughs> and i just came back and spanked him so hard and <laughs> He, he wouldn't look at me. He just got up and walked away. So um, that was another match I won. I can't say that I really missed the tournament scene after hearing your guys' stories. Well, but like on the flip side, your friends are there. Yeah. And like the most exciting thing is like standing up from my table and thinking, all right, where's the tall guy in the red Nike hoodie? And <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, Will was like the tallest guy in the room. And you'd just run over there and like, hey, Will, hey, Jill, how'd you guys do? How'd you guys do? And like, you just have stories that you could share from the last match. And like, um, I know Joe was really like pumped about his um, mixed Greninja, which um, either like won him the match or didn't win him the match. Yeah, well, it was like Joe's first uh, like regionals level tournament, and yeah. he's super knowledgeable. I mean, I like when we were going. Right, I I never even looked at my team until the drive up to Pennsylvania on Sunday morning. So <laughs> we were like, I was talking to him about it, and like every time I said like the name of the Pokemon on my team, he like knew the nature that it would have the ability that would have the hold item and like what moves it would have. So he was able to tell me how to play my team, like without ever having seen it, like, or, you know, actually looking at the screen. Yeah, yeah. He just has well, all like that stuff memorized. So he's, he's really good, really smart. Um, and that helped a lot. It, and honestly, if I had practiced with the team, um, if I had had time to practice with the team, I probably would have done much better because it's a super solid team, but you have to kind of know a few of the the strategies that are built into it. I mean, this was my third tournament. Uh, my first tournament was VGC National 2014 because anyone can go. So I thought, oh, I'll just go to Nationals. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. I brought Avalug. That's why he's my favorite Pokemon. And um, that was a great experience. I actually became best friends with Alex Ogloja, who ended up winning that year. And I didn't even know he was good at playing Pokemon. And I really admired his 
um, how he carried himself the whole weekend, which was, I'm just here to play, just here to see my friends and just have fun. Like he wasn't even out to win at all. And it just so happened that he did. And that was kind of influential to me. But um, I've been playing with my team since July when I put together the Slacking Cup. Like the team I brought was the team I built for that event. But I actually withdrew from the tournament just because so there'd be an even number of players. And um, I've been practicing with the teams for four months now. And um, I totally agree with Will. A big part of the game is just being knowledgeable about the game. Like when I'm at work, I'm not proud of this. I just sit on Bulbapedia and I read about all the Pokemon that are on there. Because the more you know, the more you can be prepared for whatever you go up against. Right, 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 right. So. Well, awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys had a good time. The only yeah. thing missing was you. I'm sorry. Yeah, Steve, you should have came. I was at a Just terrible wedding. <laughs> we, yeah, because we had Panera, and I know you like Panera. I do. I do like Panera a lot because I, like I love Panera afterwards. I love bread. That's interesting. I've I've made this commitment in life that I love pretty much anything with bread. <laughs> uh, why don't we uh, take a quick break? I didn't know the segment would go on so long, but that is so not, a com- not a complaint. But uh, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll do uh, we'll do like one or two emails. We got a bunch of emails blocked up here, so uh, we'll do one or two, and then we'll do our Pokemon of the week. And we are back from our final break here. We got some emails to go over, just a couple. We do have a bunch lined up, but um, don't want to run too long. Uh, if you want to email us your questions, anything Pokemon or not Pokemon related, you can do so by going to PokemonPodcast.com slash contact, and you can fill out that form. Or if you're a little more email savvy, you can just email me directly, sbj at pkmncast.com. First email here is from Ellen. Uh, messages. Hey, I'm a new fan. And first of all, I want to thank everyone involved with the show and making it so awesome and lovable. I've been going through some of the older episodes and heard there has been an art show that really caught my interest and that really caught my interest because art and Pokemon are my two biggest passions. Will you continue art shows in the future? And if so, how do you pick artists slash artwork? So I'm basically I'm basically asking, how can I be a part of it? Thank you for making your wonder. Thank you for making a wonderful show. You are the best, Ellen. Elin could be Elin. E L I N. E L I N. It's Elin? like Elin. Yeah. Oh, Elin. Mm. No, that could be accurate. My my apologies. I'm really bad at both Pokemon names and real names. Uh, Will you've been to both art shows, right? Uh, no, I didn't go to the second one. You didn't go to the second. No. I couldn't go. That's a bummer. I hadn't started listening yet. <laughs> I 
I think uh, I think I think 2016 may need to see a return of the charity have, art show. I have I have a fine art piece, I guess, of Pokemon waiting. Just <laughs> awesome. waiting you have, to, you have to hope it meets the theme, which <laughs> might be difficult because the theme's going to be Pokemon landscapes. I <laughs> maybe okay. So for our listeners that didn't <laughs> didn't know, uh, in oh I don't remember was it it was in 2013 and 2014. I'm not mistaken. No, it was 2012 and 2013. Oh my, it has been that long. Yeah, because because uh, wait, um, because I went to nationals for the first time in 2012 with Team Tickles. Okay, and then that was like, remember? Because in 2012 we saw each other like every month for like one weekend every month, <laughs> and that was like. It was um, July was Nationals, August was uh, six forty nine Monsters, September was, was like regionals. No, September was still six forty nine Monsters. October was uh, Fort Wayne Regionals. I do and remember. Then, then we went on break. Got it. Wait, we took we put our relationship on hold. Yeah. Um. So I did an art show called Six Forty Nine Monsters in the the fall of 2012 at a place called Bucket Works, which was kind of like a shared space, and they had a gallery, and I rented the gallery, and I contacted a bunch of artists, and those artists contacted more artists, and the goal was to get like a hundred artists for uh, artwork of Pokemon, and I think we ended up having eighty some pieces. And then we did we did a blind auction there, so people bid what they wanted to on the pieces, and I printed all the artwork, so the artist didn't have to worry about that. They pretty much emailed me digital, or if they did a real painting or image, they'd email or they physically mail me that. So I printed all the pieces, I framed all the pieces, I choreographed the show, and I marketed it. It uh, consumed my life, and. Uh, I did a two night long or two day long art show and raised probably out of pocket cost me four to five thousand. I can't remember. So I was very worried about my credit card at the time. And uh, I think we ended up raising like six, just over six thousand. So I paid off my credit card and then I donated the rest to Child's Play charity. It was it was thousand dollars to Child's Play. I might have kept like twenty dollars to myself from that art show. Not gonna lie, a little selfish, I know, but it did buy me lunch the next day. Uh, gotta and feed yourself. That's right. And then the, the uh, people loved it, and the the question I got over and over again was, "Are you guys going to do this again?" And I was like, "Oh, you guys, this is funny because you thought it was a team. It was just me." Um, and it really was because you wouldn't let anybody else help. Yeah, I'm 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 very weird like that. Uh, I don't like, I don't like people doing stuff that, because I have a vision and I and I don't want to go outside that and I don't want people I don't want to hold those people to the standards I have because then I don't want to be like well this didn't work because you did it it's more of like this didn't work because I didn't do it so I can't I like to take the fall the blame and it's weird. Yeah, but that's how I knew that you and I had a special relationship because. Well, 
I was the only person you let help um, hang the artworks. Remember? Because <laughs> you wouldn't let you wouldn't even let Irene in to see it until yeah. everything was hung up. And set well, up. yeah, like, and there's also that big like, especially with people that are close to me. Like, I want to wow them as much as I wow everyone else. So that's also like a part of like, wow. don't do, don't do this. But like, I think like Steve, like knowing you and you mentioned like the word vision, like you have a very high standard for quality, and I think that's. That's not a bad thing. And you know you're not going to get that unless you put in all the work yourself. But what he just said was that I'm not important to him because he didn't care <laughs> that I didn't see it nice and I had swept the floor. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm, I think the second art show, so the following year, uh, and I appreciate those words, Jeff. The following yeah. year I did a second art show called Battle City. Now the problem with that is, so I, did, I took that one to Kickstarter, which was a big relief because <laughs> I didn't, didn't have to put How much stuff did you rich from Kickstarter. Uh, that art show was more expensive to do. Um, so I, I made $7,000 from Kickstarter. Damn. And <laughs> um, Kickstarter took out their fees and whatever. And so I actually put some of that money into like, uh, like a newspaper ad. And I was on the verge of like getting a billboard because actually billboards are pretty cheap. I think. Uh, the billboard I was looking at was going to be like $400 for two days, and those days were going to be the state fair, the Wisconsin State Fair billboard. And I was like, man, like, that is one week before the show. The state fair is so busy. Like, Wait, good- wait, wait, wait. So for the two days of the state fair, that billboard was only 400 bucks a day or total? Total. So it what? would it would run with six other ads. So it was a digital billboard, so it would rotate every like, oh. 10 seconds. Okay, but that's still a really good... I yeah, it was really good. And then, so I had everything planned. I bought, like, all the promotional materials. And then this... And a lot of people don't know this story. So the... the I was doing it at Bucket Works again, same space. And they closed down. They refused to pay their landlord because their landlord was refusing to fix things. They, so they stopped paying rent and their landlord kicked them out. And... I literally had all this promotional material, like flyers, posters, everything with bucket works, the date, the address, all like wasted because they just decided to close. Shoot. So what'd you do? What'd you do? So I, uh, somebody contacted me. So uh, no, he called Will and I, he cried. I did, I did call you. <laughs> I don't think I cried. <laughs> I, I do remember that. I did. I, I called Will right away. I was at work when it happened and I was so upset and I called Will. So Will started talking to people. I started talking to people. I found a guy who knew a guy who uh, was from Chicago and had a bunch of galleries. And he would come up to Milwaukee and he knew some galleries in Milwaukee. So they found me a couple places and um, they just weren't right from the pictures or from like the location. Like they weren't what I wanted. And so he was like, well, let's meet up. Let's go to this space. He's like, it's a really good deal. Why don't we just meet up and talk? And so I was like, okay. Even though, like, when I saw the space on the map, I was like, this is not the location I want to be in. Like, it's just not a good neighborhood. Like, Ooh. I can tell from the pictures I don't like it. So I went, and everyone was super nice. And they were like, we have d- three different floors. We just did an art show here for charity. And so they showed me all three floors, and I wasn't really impressed by the first two. And then we got to the third one. And I was like, okay, like, this space is huge. It would work. It's kind of dirty. So, like, it would, like, this, this was the problem, too. It took, the space was good, um, but like the timeline was just so rushed, and uh, I had less art, but I did more expensive frames, 
And I was just very behind schedule when I set it up and I like spent the night before like mopping the floor because I wanted the floor to look good. And I was like cleaning the walls because it was like an older building and I wanted the walls to look good. And it just took so much out of me. And and is that why you probably haven't done another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of the like main reason. Just so. hearing that story, I can see why it would take so much out of you that you don't want to invest that type of energy again. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not like uh it's not like obviously I wasn't doing it to like make a profit or anything. I was really doing it to like do it. Like I can do this. People like almost kinda of like na- name recognition or like look at this cool event that this dude in Milwaukee did for people in Milwaukee kind of thing. Um so I did last year try to reach out to a couple of venues for a third art show. I wanted it to be smaller. <laughs> which would help with a lot of things, but more like restrict it down to like, let's only do 50 pieces. Let's try not to shoot for anything higher, even like maybe like 30 or 40 pieces, like kind of smaller, but make sure they're like the, the artists I'm working with really get what I'm doing. And of course that would again be for charity. Cause I, we talked about that lawsuit like two episodes ago or whatever. And it's like the main reason I was doing this was to be like, Hey, like this is copyrighted artwork or, copyrighted characters but like the venue the space itself is for a good cause um but uh the places that i really liked in milwaukee like i reached out and i didn't really get anything back from them or i didn't get a conversation going so if i was to do a third art show which i'm not opposed to it would probably go back to kickstarter it would probably go for charity even though i can't say that it's for charity on kickstarter because they're very strict about that um But the main thing before any of that is I would have to find a venue that I'm completely comfortable with to do it. Sure, sure. Uh, you, could you link on Kickstarter back to the site and mention on your site that it's for charity? Yes. I'm sure that's yeah, okay, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 yeah I I'd, I'd, uh, when I was making the Kickstarter, I was I was talking to them and I was like, look, like I'm obviously using the materials to like rent the venue, do the marketing, like print the artwork. But I want people to know that, like, I'm not trying to profit off this. And they're like, we get it. Like, that's totally cool. You just can't say that. Like, because kicks, like, if, if somebody made a Kickstarter and said, like, hey, guys, all the money's going for charity. And then they get, like, $10,000. Kickstarter can't hold that person liable for what they do with that money. Right. So, so I could say, like, I'm doing, I'm donating $10,000 Red Cross. Just give me the money. And then all of a sudden just keep the money. And no one can do anything because the Kickstarter's ended and there's no legal obligation to that. Probably more about Kickstarter than <laughs> need to yeah, be said. Yeah, I think it's more Kickstarter. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess if you are interested and you're an artist and you want to contribute, um, the easiest way is just keep listening to the podcast. Because if I was, if I was to ever do it, like the podcast listeners would be the first to hear about it. And I'll keep pushing Steve to do it because it gives me another excuse to visit Milwaukee, which I have to do so. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let's do another email here from Anthony. Hey, guys, love the show and everything you do. I've been listening. uh, I haven't been listening long, but since I started, I listen whenever I can, which is usually when I'm playing Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. I strongly disagree with Steve about Lucario. They are amazing. And Will is right. Twizzlers and plain cheesecake cheesecake are the best. Correct. as, As I take a bite of cheesecake. I hope you. I'm on team Steve. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, I hope you continue with the greatness that is called PKMN Cast. And if you ever want to play Pokemon, here's my friend code. Awesome. I appreciate the email there. 
no question. Uh, Twizzlers are better, or red not vines. as good. Not as good as red vines. My mistake. Hey, can I get that on the soundboard? Twizzlers are better. <laughs> Twizzlers are better. Twizzlers are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, red vines, and like you get the bucket of red vines. Yeah, can I have be, a. Can Can we have an honesty minute? Sure. I haven't had a piece of candy in like ten years, if not longer. So they may have changed the formula of both Red Vines and Twizzlers numerous times over. Next time you're in Milwaukee. I'm not having do... no candy. It, it, when you're on vacation, well, you got to splurge a little. You? Yeah, I yeah. eat fried food on vacation, not candy. <laughs> you got to splurge a little. Uh, this email is from 10. Uh, hi, I'm a listener from New Zealand. Since I started listening to the podcast last year, I've also been going over the past episodes and in one of them. You guys were kidding around and mentioned the idea of having different Pokemon evolve into the same evolution. Oh, like having like a two different evolutionary lines like evolve into like a Bufalan or something. I would thus like to put this to you that the end of Abomination known as Licky Licky is nigh. For too long has Licky Licky been the bane of... has had been a bane on the elegant pose and the majestic the majesty that is the beautiful licking tongue but now after studying the kalos pokemon the answer has been shown to us licking tongue is going to be the new eevee but with a catch that it evolves into pokemon from other evolutionary lines you see that they have already given us greninja licking tongue's clear obvious water evolution shown by not only th- the tongue with the yellow pale stomach and circular knee pads. I predict that the next games will not only will reveal not only the method for licking tongue to have a water evolution, but the next elemental evolution for our pink champion. I hope that it's a grass type, but in Eevee style, uh, it might not. It might be electric next. Not really, but plausible and neat, right? I wonder if this guy knows Andrew Todd because <laughs> everybody in New Zealand knows each other, right? That's true. Hmm. The small country that is uh, licking tongue. I bo- I like both licking tongue and licky licky. I brought licky licky to regionals last year. <laughs> Everybody, that's another thing. Like when I was at regionals last year, everyone's like, "Dude, there's some guy with lick a lick." Is it lick licky? What is it? Licky licky. I don't know how to. Licky, it's like wiki wiki, but just licky licky. <laughs> and you guys don't know what wiki wiki means, so I'm just gonna stop right there. <laughs> But um, I think it's an awesome Pokemon. It's really it's cool. It has the ability Cloud Nine, which is a great way to counter all the oh, all those crappy stuff. rain and sandstorm <laughs> teams out there. So, yeah. And exactly, Cloud and it's nine. a big pink ball of happiness <laughs> and licks. I like it when my dog licks my face. That's weird. Yeah. Just like uh, a little one, not like bathing me. Oh, I see. Yeah, but after one little one comes another little one. No, goes, not my dog. She does. She hits you with one. She walks away. One done. <laughs> one done. Let's move on to our Pokemon of the. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to send in your email, you can do so at sbj at pokemon podcast at pkmncast.com. Just messing up everything today here. It's, it's late. That's why. Pokemon of the week here is Gorgice to go with our uh, spooky theme that Travis gave us last week. That almost sounds like Gorgice's sound that it makes because it's kind of like a spooky howl. Like, Ooh. is it? Gorgice yeah. is real cool. 
Uh, so for our listeners, Gargeist is ghost slash grass. It evolves from Pumpkaboo when traded, and it comes in four variations, small size, average size, large size, and super size. Gorgeist is a pumpkin Pokemon. Its body is black, is a black pumpkin with two short stubby feet. There is a carved face into this pumpkin with tri- triangular eyes and a half circle mouth, completed with a spike protruding from the top of its mouth. Above this pumpkin is the head, which is tall, slender, and orange in color. At the top of the head is a face which has yellow eyes and a small mouth with no nose present. They come in many sizes, the small being no more than 2 feet 4 inches, and the largest being 5 feet 7 inches. Gorgeis uh, are malevolent malevolent Pokemon (laughs) that catch their prey uh, with their hair-like arms and take delight in their victim's suffering. On moonless nights, they are known to wander through town streets singing an eerie song that curses unfortunate listeners. And they are the only two Pokemon, uh, Gorgeist and Pumpkaboo, to know the move Trick or Treat. Spooky. Very spooky. Trick or treat so, adds ghost type to the target. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's like, I know it's one of the only moves where you can, um, I should stop talking. It's tired. You, you can create a triple type. <laughs> That's what, is it triple or quad, uh, quad? Triple. No, it can be quadruple because with trick or treat and forest curse. No, it replaces with, forest curse. Does it? it I, yeah. I just read it on the internet, so it must be true. <laughs> read it. <laughs> All right, then I stand corrected. Soak. What about Soak. that? Soak. I believe turns both types into water types. Yeah, it makes it a mono water type. So would it erase all the typings that have been added? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. Forget that. Um, but yeah, but I believe if you if you were to soak, then trick-or-treat, it would be water ghost. Yeah, I yes. think so. Yes, right? I agree. Uh, Will, you have a competitive Gorgeist? I do, and I actually have it ready right here in front of me. Um, although that sweet moveset. Uh, hold on a second. So this was actually made for like the VGC uh, either 2013 or 2014. 14. It was 14. 2014. So, um, and it was like a, a spring... 2014 so some of the meta ideas may have changed since then um but it has uh it's a super because that's um that's better for physical attack so the the thing about gorgeist is uh with its when the size goes up its attack and defense go up and its hp goes up and its speed goes down so it's better for trick room better for trick room correct for a super size um i what kind of a team did i have this dude on uh wasn't that the one you had that you named all your pokemon after attack on titan's characters wow how do you know so much about <laughs> you're disturbing <laughs> yes i have a rotom uh, so wait was was gorgai's name mikasha or, no wait. no are you ready for this it's a rotom wash named uh aaron yeah. uh a garchomp named annie uh, Gorgeist is named Armin. Oh, you named him Armin. Uh, Flo- I didn't name them at all. This team was given to me. Florgis was named Mikasa. 
Okay. Uh, Mawile is Emir, and uh, Talonflame is Beartold. Steve, watch that show, please. No, don't. <laughs> I, I, I actually recently watched it. It's very disappointing. Anyways, <laughs> what? Vortest, um, but, has attack 136, oh. defense 166, special attack 83, special defense 152, speed 74. It's pretty sweet. The ability is Frisk, so you can find out what the other team is holding. Um, and the moves are Trick Room, Leech Seed, Phantom Force, and Will-O-Wisp. Um, Phantom Force is sweet because that actually strikes behind, uh, protects, and uh, mm -hmm. all those nice shielding moves because it comes up behind the person and the protect shielding is in front of them. So That's sweet. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a good guy to use. Um but he was not the star player on this team. Uh, this was my Mega Mawile team. Uh, so pretty much every turn I started with Mawile and Talonflame, and I usually did not need much more beyond that. But uh, the pairing was uh, Florgis and Gorgice together because uh, Florgis has Flower Veil, which prevents mm -hmm. grass types from getting status conditions. Ah. Uh, is that... Are you sure that's right? I am certain that's right. <laughs> I don't I know I more agree. about Florges than you will ever know. Um, let <laughs> them all stay put really quick. <laughs> he doesn't believe that Flower Veil presents all status conditions? No, uh, well, it's not okay. status conditions. It's stat reductions. No, 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 no. Flower Veil prevents the Pokemon with this ability if it is grass type and its grass type allies from having their stats lowered. What? What am I thinking of? It also what you're thinking of. It also prevents the Pokemon with its ability and its grass type allies from being afflicted by non-volatile status conditions. Yeah, that's what I said. That's but what's important. What non-volatile? Oh, those are burns. Why is <laughs> what? What's a volatile status condition? Um, the like confuse, <laughs> yeah, yeah, confusion, confuse. Um, something that like doesn't like show a status on the screen, right? Like paralyze and burn, those show a status, but those are no vol the volatile status conditions are confusion, curse, embargo, encore, flinch. Heal yeah. block. Those are the ones that kind of fade on their own versus yeah. ones that can't fade on their own. Well, no, so wait, flower veil. So flower veil stop, stops burn, freezes, paralysis, and poisons, and sleep. Damn, isn't that's, it sweet? That's sweet. All right, now <laughs> I got, now I gotta get a Florgris. I might have switched over from Rosary to Florgris. <laughs> yeah, I got extra Florgrises <laughs> if you need one. I actually have a um a couple of Flababies that I caught from X and Y. But I mean, I have Florgis's with perfect um, IVs. Some trivia. <laughs> <laughs> trivia. Oh, I don't know, Gorgeist. A supersized Gorgeist has a different cry from the other three forms. Uh, its pitch is lower than the cry of the other forms. And only average size and supersized Gorgeist can have an, the hidden ability Insomnia. Average size can obtain as Pumpkin Boo with the hidden ability from Friends Safari. Super size can attain the ability uh, as the spooky 2014 super size pumpkaboo. So that probably has come and passed, but if you want insomnia as an ability, you need an average size from the Friend Safari. And uh, yeah, obviously, Gorgeist is based on jack o' lanterns. 
Yep. And uh, I don't know what a shiny one looks like because Bulbapedia is real weird right now. What do you mean? It doesn't show. Yeah, no, it doesn't show. It doesn't it just show. Has, it it just, just file HPR. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times recently where like the link, the file linking isn't working. Yeah, I think they're in the process of doing some back end stuff. So I'm sure the shiny is cool. That is. <laughs> What if somebody has a picture of a shiny Gorgas, they should post it on, <laughs> on the social web. Uh, on I think, the social web. I think that, I think that is our uh, show <laughs> for you guys. Shiny Gorgas has uh, purple hair and a dark black uh, pumpkin oh, and yeah. orange. Like it's the Burger King really, Whopper. It is actually really cool. And speaking of shinies, I did go up against a uh, shiny Heracross mega heracross this weekend and that thing is the ugliest pokemon ever <laughs> it i told you it was pink for breast cancer awareness month oh, okay <laughs> good old heracross all right well that wraps up our show here will where can our listeners find you uh on uh twitter at wash in the sink and on ps4 at wash in the sink and that's pretty much all that matters awesome uh Jeff, do you want to be found? I am very easy to be found. Um, <laughs> if you want to find me, you can uh, just look for JJ, my last name, Thede, which is T-H-I-E-D-E, the number two. And if you look for that on Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's also the name of my website, so just that.com. You'll find me anywhere. Cool. Awesome. Uh, you can fo- follow me on Twitter. It's at Dragonia Lake. If you like the sound of my voice and you want to hear more podcasts, I do another podcast just recently started. Uh, it is about board games, and you can find that in iTunes. It is called the Tuesday Night Podcast. Night is spelled with a K, not with an N. Well, I guess there is an N in there, but you just put a K before the N. But yeah. <laughs> That would be really great if you want to check that out. It's uh, it's about a 40-minute show. It's a little shorter. And it's weekly, and it comes out on Tuesdays uh, if I can get editing under control here. It's weird having two podcasts now. A lot of editing. Stepping it up. Yeah, trying to. Uh, cool. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it is at Pokemon Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pcamoncast. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review in iTunes. We're almost to 500 reviews in iTunes, and we would like to get there by the end of the year. So if you haven't done so already, please jump over to iTunes. Leave us a review. That would help other people find the show. And finally, if you want to support the show, if you like what you hear, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective, and you can support the show uh, with like a dollar or some, 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 some of money. Uh, That's our show for you guys today. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome, Steve. Thank you, and you are welcome. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. We are super competitive Pokemon players. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>